hello, hello, everybody. This is the Five Star Podcast, a podcast from two guys who visit their grandparents in the afterlife and also sometimes watch movies. Uh, I'm Ryan Hurley, and I'm here with my esteemed co-host. Uh, Sam Wolfcool, uh, what are, when are you visiting your grandparents? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm visiting them uh, in Dia de los Muertos. Oh, um, Crossing over using a uh, magical guitar, and they they will be sending me back with a uh, with a blessing. I'm thinking tonight I'm probably going to go through my closet and get a beer with Sully and Mike. There you go. That's a good call. I you know now I need to after watching Finding Nemo, I think I need to get a, a, a fish tank for my room just so I can you know. Just, it's different. It's a different experience, like looking over at your little beta fish and being like, "I get it. Like I get it now." <laughs> Hopefully, your beta fish isn't like uh, scarred up, like like Gil. <laughs> My beta fish now jumps. It's been alive with me for about ten months, and it now jumps out of the water when its food that it doesn't eat is coming. <laughs> My fish probably has an eating disorder, but that's okay. Oh, poor fish. Poor bud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy a lot. Here's all the best wishes to your to your beta fish. Hopefully um, you come away from this movie draft with, with some fish fish friends for him uh, on your team. Uh, as we've mentioned in the past uh, few weeks, we'll be doing a fun little draft here of all of the Pixar movies. Uh, that'll be later though. First, um, what have you been watching, Wolf? I, I'd assume a lot of these Pixar movies, right? I've been watching a lot of Pixar movies, and then I finally watched The Shining this past week. Uh, I had a lot of thoughts on that movie, but uh, yeah, I watched a lot of Pixar, a lot of, a lot of Pixar. I watched what did I watch last night? Oh, I watched Mad Max last night, the first one. Oh, hell yeah. HBO Max has blessed me with the second and the third, but not the first. Hmm. So I just I paid and I rented it on Redbox, and it was uh, it was a solid flick. And if you want to get my thoughts on it, you can check out Wolf's Rankings WordPress dot com. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like the I like the tie in. Little plug. <laughs> that's a good that's a good little shout out there. Good for you. <laughs> um, I similarly so I've. I've I've taken on the uh, fool's errand of attempting in the past week to watch every single uh, Pixar movie, all 22, uh, and I've made it through 20. I just have to watch Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4, um, which I'll probably do tonight or tomorrow. But uh, the the sole movies that I have watched, other than that, uh, in this past week, uh, is My Spy, which I do not recommend. Um, and Mad Max Fury Road, which I absolutely do recommend. Uh, so just like two different ends of the spectrum there. <laughs> what? How, how did Mad Max Fury Road get put on the TV last night? So I, uh, I moved and we don't have, we have hookups for a washer and dryer in our apartment, but we don't have the, the washer and dryer yet. And so I, uh, for over Fourth of July, I like made a comment about that to uh, one of my friends, and they were like, "Oh, you can just come over to our apartment and and do laundry there." 
And I think they said it like to be nice, but I was like, I'm going to do that because I need to do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so we put on Mad Max while we were doing some laundry. Oh. Uh, I like to think of laundry and riding down the Fury Road as two very similar activities. <laughs> they, uh, they were witnessing uh, Nicholas Holt do amazing things in the movie and then also witnessing me uh, doing my laundry. So everybody was witnessing us blood bags. You know, I bet uh, I bet war boys don't have a lot of laundry to do. No, no, they seem to have a pretty limited wardrobe. If I'm not, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I also don't see a Morton Joe washing his clothes too much. You know, speaking of the uh, speaking of the the wardrobe of the Mad Max universe, is it? I I remember there like being jokes about uh, one of the characters in one of the original Mad Max movies wearing assless chaps. Is that in the first? Mad Max, or is that in the second one? Wow. I don't remember that. I gotta <laughs> go back and look now. I don't know. I hope I didn't miss that. Uh, no, it's really funny thinking, like, watching the first... I've only seen the first Mad Max, and now the fourth Mad Max. And, like, I have no idea how they get from one to four. It, it's like... <laughs> it's like... I just can't believe it. So I'm I'm really excited to see what the heck goes down in two and three that gets you from like a pretty like a dystopian universe of like but like everything looks like things you would see today to whatever the heck world you're living in Fury Road where it's just like sand. <laughs> yeah, I mean it I feel like uh it I I feel like it's one of the like few franchises of movies that uh everybody like gen- genuinely likes all four of them but also it is funny to think about like the the newest one when it came out was like a big event and then like the older one i'm pretty sure is like was made for pretty darn cheap if i'm not mistaken i believe i read three hundred fifty thousand dollars. some of Woo! the uh some of the trivia about that movie is fascinating so i recommend watching the movie and then reading about how they got some of that movie shot George Miller's like, he was like a dentist or something at the time, right? He was an ER doctor. ER doctor, that's what it is. It appears uh, to be the second one where someone wears assless chaps. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't crazy. I'm glad that's not just a figment of my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about Mad Max uh, quite a bit. I'm sure we could talk for an entire hour about Mad Max, but... Um, you know, we'll move on to uh, the children's version of Mad Max. And by that, I mean Pixar. Uh, <laughs> did you have a quick question for us this week uh, before guess, we get to the draft? I guess just what does Pixar, what does it mean to you? So I think it means two different things to me. And like one is like when I was a kid and it was like me just basically being like, I'm going to go and, and see like another movie I love every time, no matter what. Um, because that was when they were making a lot of really good movies. And then now it's kind of like sad uh, seeing them. And I feel like most of their new things, I'm kind of like, I like them, but don't love them with like a few exceptions. Um, and so like, it's just this weird feeling of like being sort of nostalgic for the movies, but also not necessarily being in love with the newer ones uh what do you i mean what do you think of when you think of pixar <laughs> i just always like it just makes you feel like a kid again whenever i toss one on and just like kind of like brings back the imagination because what i love about pixar 
with most of their movies, they really take advantage of like the animation and like bringing to life characters that like don't have that kind of life. And I just think it's always something so fascinating and interesting to get to watch. And with like the newer ones, I think some of them are definitely better than others, but even still, I think they just bring like all, it kind of like, like as I've grown up, I'm able to see like different sides Mm-hmm. of the Pixar movie instead of it just being like a funny like 90 to 100 minutes now it's like whoa this is kind of deep <laughs> I didn't expect this yeah and like then you that... go back and watch the other ones and you're like they're all deep I just yeah didn't realize it. that is the best thing about Pixar is that they're all like just kind of consistently like as good for the adults as they are for the kids I feel like mm-hmm. um and that's what made it sort of easy to like go back and watch 20 of them this past week for me is uh, just being like, you know, there's stuff in here for me too. Cause sometimes I don't really like watching kids movies. <laughs> I rewatched six of them. I'm pretty proud of that. It was almost, it was five. It was four for a little bit. And then I finished one to bring it to five. And then I just like crushed Wally last night just for fun. And I got through six and I was like, there you go. And I watched Scoob this week. Don't watch <laughs> there- yeah, I don't think I Scoob. <laughs> Skip Scoob and throw on a Pixar movie of your choice, and you're probably doing better than you are doing better than Scoob. Uh, I feel like six is still a really good amount over this past week because that's what we would have done anyway, or we would have done one less if, anyway if it was the Oscars, you know. That's sure. still like a lot of watching. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I I really like waking up on like the weekends, like well before my girlfriend and I was just tossed on a movie and tossing on like a Pixar movie has did leaps and bounds for my day because it was just (laughs) like here's a nice start to the day yeah seriously like uh, they all they all make you feel like kind of good inside most of them are pretty good and they're all uh you know we always harp on like brevity they are all two hours or less I think the longest one is is Cars. <laughs> cars, and I think like Incredi- Incredibles two is pushing two hours. I think too. That would make that would make sense, yeah. And Which is the, is it ahead. is it weird to you that that Cars is one of the longest ones? Because that blew me away. I did not rewatch Cars, but I was about to. I literally was like ready to click on it, and I was like, wait a minute, hour and fifty seven minutes. And I'm like, this movie, I remember, like, he's racing, he's in the town, he's like, I don't want to race anymore. And then they fix him up, and then, like, some bopping music's playing, and then he wins. And I'm like, 90 minutes. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like, what happens in this movie for two hours? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too. And then I was like, what the hell? Okay. Because uh, I had a whole Cars day of my rewatch. And I, I was like... Great, it'll be an hour and a half each. It'll be nice and easy. I can bang out all three Cars movies. That's two hours for the first one. What? Yeah. Uh, the other thing I loved about this was things were like, I kind of always want to watch a Pixar movie, but it's like, no, like I should be like a good movie person. I should watch something new by a famous director. And it's like, you know what? I have a, a week-long hall pass of just getting to watch Monsters, Inc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just get to have fun for a little while, you know? Uh, what are you gonna? Are you gonna go and just start watching some like some of like David Lynch's like lesser known stuff now? Is that where you're going to next? I was gonna really say your yeah. mind. 
Next week, uh, you know, we'll be uh, talking about Inland Empire here on oh, God. <laughs> the four-hour movie of. <laughs> yeah, good uh... lord. <laughs> coming, coming up, coming up on next podcast, <laughs> Hiroshima, Manamore. <laughs> coming up next, we talk about one of the mo- most misunderstood movies ever, Showgirls. Oh my god. <laughs> you almost made me do a spit take. <laughs> one of the most misunderstood movies ever. Oh my god. How do we get to Showgirls? Let's get back to Pixar. Uh, are you ready to start drafting here? Yeah, you're uh let's bring out uh let's bring out David Stern and the Houston Rockets are on the clock. <laughs> so uh I get pick number one here. Uh, there's a lot of different directions you could go, which is why I think some people don't like taking pick number one. Uh, I've, I've been waffling on this over the past week. I had the, sort of a first inclination, and I, I've been overthinking it. I'm not going to overthink it because I'll be really mad if I don't get this movie. So I'm taking Toy Story 3 with pick number Toy one. Toy Story 3? Toy Story 3. Ooh. Pick number one. Why? So why the, one? Why one? So it's it's pretty easy for me. To, it's a, the the like logic uh, puzzle for me is is toys Toy Stories movies. I think are the some of the best movies in Pixar's like whole filmography. Just like both consistency wise and um, like per movie. Like I, I rewatched Toy Story two today, and even that, which is like the least beloved one, I think is great. Um, but Toy Story three to me is just like, just so good. It's it's probably my favorite Toy Story, um, and so that's why it sort of lands number one for me on the big board. Uh, all of the performances are really great. The idea of like sending them to a daycare uh, really connected with me as somebody that had to go to a daycare quite a bit as a kid. Um, and that sort of like the, the third act of the movie hits so hard, especially if you've been, uh, growing up with these movies, you know, like the first toy story came out in 1995, which is right before, uh, we were born. So like we were literally growing up with, um, toy story movies and toy story three, I think means the most to me because of the setting I saw it, but also because, uh, the age that I saw it was when I was kind of aging out of these movies being made specifically for me. And that's sort of like what the movie is about. And that just like hit home so much for me. Um, and I love it. I think the movie's great. Yeah, I love Toy Story 3. I didn't see it until like a year ago because I just missed it. And before Disney Plus, I mean, Disney movies were impossible to find anywhere. So I finally just paid for it before seeing Toy Story 4. And I think it's one of it's it's I don't think it's my favorite it's not my favorite Toy Story but I think it's uh, probably the most expansive world they were able to create as a Toy Story with all the new toys and it's just like a really fun one and I definitely want to revisit it. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's so good. I I mean like I you were talking about like uh, watching it watching some of these things like later on and like getting more out of it. I feel like this is definitely one of the like three or four that are most like that in their, in their movies. 
It won two Oscars while being nominated for three others. Best Animated Feature in 2011. One for Best Song. I don't remember which song was in it. And it was nominated for Best Picture, which is fascinating. And then oh, yeah. Adapted Screenplay. And Best Sound Editing. All, all are deserved. All are deserved. It, it beat only two other movies for that Oscar. It beat How to Train Your Dragon and something I've never heard of called The Illusionist. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard of that. I mean, just like, just the fact that it got a Best Picture nomination, I feel like that just shows like, even the Academy saw that movie and was like, uh, we gotta, we gotta give it up for this thing. This thing is just you a know, force to be reckoned with. I agree, and I think even if you wanted to like only nominate like five movies that year, like I don't know, I don't know how you lose Toy Story three. Like Toy Story three is just, uh, well, it's a fantastic movie year, but that's just a fantastic movie, and. Uh, I think it just shows how mature Toy Story was able to get. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, like I said, to date for me, that's that's the best that Pixar's done. So I'm I'm happy to snag it here at number one. Okay. Well, there was one movie I I think needs to go first round, and I think if if I let you get it, you're 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 just kind of win. So I'm gonna take Toy Story, the first okay. one. I think when I think of Pixar. I think of Toy Story. Like when I saw, I wa- I rewatched Toy Story two, and I saw the logo pop up for like Toy Story, like a really colorful, like yellow and blue logo, and I was like, "This is Pixar. This is what I think of when I think of Pixar. I think of like toys coming to life, and no movie like that's just such an amazing concept for a movie. Just like what are the toys doing when you're not around? And as a kid, it's like, oh my gosh, like are my toys doing this? Like when I'm not around, it is a uh, it's just like one of my favorite movies to like revisit. It's 80 minutes long. It's a good one. I, I, I have really no negatives about the movie Toy Story. I, I almost rewatched it. Uh, I probably will now that I've been talking, now that I'm talking about it. I was a big Buzz Lightyear kid. Oh, yeah. So I just like, I love Toy Story. And it's like, you know, they add so many characters throughout the series, which I think is mostly a good thing. But it's kind of cool just to like hang out with the OG group. Mm hmm. Definitely. I mean, like you said about it, like just being sort of the iconic like Pixar thing. I think if you if you just say the word Pixar to me and like I just say what the first thing that like pops into my head is, I probably will sing like you got a friend, in yep. me, which is just like it's it's because I that movie's great. I, I mean, full disclosure here, we're, we're going chalk so far because that's my number two. Like if that got uh, to me, I'm taking it. Your Oscar stats for you. Uh, animated feature was not a award they gave out yet, so it, it walked away with three nominations for original screenplay, best song, and best score. Best best songs. You got a friend in me, right? I think so. I didn't. I did not write down the specific song. I should have. But <laughs> no, uh, it's, like, it's most likely you got a friend in me. I can't you even gotta, think of any other songs in that movie. Got to give Randy Newman some love there. <laughs> you got a friend in me. <laughs> his his voice kills me. It's perfect. It's perfect because the parents definitely were like sitting like Randy Newman, and then the kids are just like, oh, his voice is funny. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, the casting of all these characters is just so great. Um, Tom Hanks is Woody. Tim Allen, though he's maybe put his foot in his mouth the past few years, he's great as Buzz. Um, mm-hmm. And even just like uh, Don Rickles is Mr. Potato Head. I love. Uh, 
The guy that Wallace is Wallace Shawn is Rex. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Wallace Shawn is perfect as Rex. Yeah. It, the perfect little like nasally voice for Rex. And um, uh, there's a joke. I'll mention it. I'll mention it whenever we get to Toy Story Two. But the, there's a joke that Wallace Shawn says in Toy Story Two that just cracks me up. But back to one. Um, I feel like I feel like I just know this movie like the back of my hand because I could like literally watch it all the time. Yep. You know? I agree. You just like you just know every beat, you love every beat, and that's Toy Story. Absolutely. And and it's perfect. And it just feels it feels like comfort food, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, with pick number three here, so I um I was scared you were gonna take this movie. Um, because you rewatched it recently, and this was actually one of the five that I had not seen uh, before. But I am locking in Wally as my number two second round pick here. Um, this is an incredibly, incredibly beautiful movie, and like somehow, like about ten minutes into this thing, I'm like immediately invested in Wally, uh, and. I I just loved it. I couldn't believe I it had taken me so long to see it. Yeah, I uh, I think the first time I watched Wally, I got like thirty minutes in. I, no, I got like twenty minutes in, and I was like, "This is kind of boring." So then I rewatched it last night, just like on a whim, just because I was like, "I haven't seen this in years." I feel like I'm like I'm like I'm not gonna get this movie for I know that for a fact, but like I should be able to be able to talk about it. And I think Wally is like really, really cool. The animation is amazing. Like the way they make the Earth look like full of trash, and then even when they go up into space, like the animation, the animation is breathtaking. Mm. Uh, and it's a ni- it's a really good, like really good story. I and that's something I just, like, just didn't realize the first time I watched it. Yeah, like I think when it first came out, if I saw it, I would probably be into it maybe more for like the sort of sci-fi aspects, you know, and like space and, and, and that whole thing. But I just like the little like love story between the two robots too. I thought that was super cute. Um, and the fact that like they get me to invest in the robots um, as much as the humans in this, I, I loved. I also like like kind of Wally like bouncing around on the, on the ship and like slowly getting people to kind of like get themselves like sucked out of the little screens that they're floating around on. I thought that was really inventive and fun. Um, I love Jeff Garland as like the captain of the ship too. I thought it was great. Yeah. It's a borderline like silent movie, but I don't think like it hurts in any way. A lot of these movies are like really talky. Like there's a lot of talking, yeah. but this one was just like silent. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally into this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. It, uh, it like, I honestly think it probably wouldn't if the whole thing was like the like the last half of the movie it might not stand out as much but since the first half is arguably my favorite half and there's like very little dialogue at all I I wow. think that yeah exactly just <laughs> Wally and Eva <laughs> uh but like, I, I feel like getting me to love those characters so much and that being sort of like the trope that they're using, uh, I that's definitely what, like, elevates it another level for me. I agree. It's a, it's a great movie. And I think, 
And I'm happy I rewatched it last night, or I would have sat here and been like, whatever, it's fine. So I'm happy I rewatched it last night to be able to be like, yeah, it's like a really good, really good movie. And the Academy felt the same way. Six nominations, best animated film, uh, and then best original screenplay, best score, best song. And this is something I noticed last night. Best sound mixing and best sound, nominated for best sound mixing and sound editing. The sound in this movie was great. Yeah, I think... um... I know he's the voice of Wally. I don't know if he did the sound mixing or, or the sound editing, uh, but Ben Burt, who he did the sound for Star Wars and for Indiana Jones, is at least involved in this in some way. So uh, um, I'm not I'm not surprised that they went all out in the sound with this. But that's just another. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> really, it, no. Honestly, just like really good. Like really, like I think it helped it stay immersive because there wasn't a lot of talking. Yeah, especially, like, there's not a, I, I guess, I mean, there's, like, a, there's definitely a score in it, but there's definitely parts, too, where there's not as much of a score, and, and you need that sort of, and if you think about, like, an animated movie, too, you know, there's not as much, like, there's not any onset sound. You got to create that whole thing from scratch, right. so it's just a real feat. So before I move on to number four, I want you to know that Wally beat Bolt, which I kind of love, and Kung Fu Panda. Kind of a stacked year. Oh, Kung Fu Panda. Oh my god. A little bit of a stacked year. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go the Andrew Stanton route here for my next pick and pick one of his other movies. And I'm gonna take Finding Nemo. Great. This pick. is a movie that when like I don't understand what happened here. So basically I got Letterboxd and I just started rating all the movies I had seen and I was like, Finding Nemo, I think I liked it. And I gave it like four stars. But then I think about the fact that when I was like a kid in like sixth grade, like I did a whole report on a clownfish just because I thought the fish was cool from Finding Nemo. And I rewatched Finding Nemo and I think this might be, and you might, you're, you're going to disagree with me on this. I think this might be the best like adventure that you get from a Pixar movie. Like you travel across the entire ocean, just hitting like, you got the jellyfish, you got crush, like you, like you got the sharks like before. I love the sharks and like the end of the movie when like the sharks drop off dory at the school and they're like remember like fish are friends not food (laughs) and then you got the whole part with like nemo in the tank and i just think this movie is like it never really misses a beat i think it takes a little bit to get going to be completely honest but then once it gets going you're just like it's almost like a road trip movie with uh, marlin and dory once I, I do agree it takes a, like a, a second to get going, but like once they have to find Nemo, uh, that's when it really kicks up. Bruce, amazing. Love Bruce the shark. <laughs> love Bruce the shark. Uh, I love Willem Dafoe as Gil, the like scuffed up fish in the... Uh... Oh, I didn't know that was him. That's amazing. <laughs> I definitely like, I, I, I saw him and I, I, I went to myself like, I'm something of a fish myself. <laughs> but uh, uh i love him um yeah i definitely like it definitely is one of the best like just little like adventures in 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 all their movies for sure because like uh, every scene is sort of like fun in its own little right you know like i mm-hmm. that it's it's a great road trip movie and if you think of that that way like every stop is fun this is like definitely a rewatchable oh <laughs> the sun the ringer <laughs> for sure i would rewatch this like right now i i think it's uh i think it's great and i think it got a I, it's well deserved that it got a sequel we'll get to that probably a little later uh but finding nemo is great and i'm happy i rewatched it and i'm happy 
like it's just a great movie great animation and four oscar nominations three oscar nominations one win one for best feature and then screenplay score and sound editing which is cool i love i love like these like uh i think it's impressive they get all these sound nominations for these pixar movies especially like something that's in the in the ocean you know maybe some people might like take a little bit of a um uh, like be a little bit lazy with it or something i'm not saying this show is lazy but you know like spongebob you don't necessarily think about like the lack of sound because they're under the sea but right. uh once again like them just going sort of that extra step uh is is really great and it, it works really great and um I, so i have a question for you here i i don't know i don't have any like axe to grind with her necessarily but i am not the biggest ellen fan uh, and I was scared going back and, and watching this that she's going to annoy me. I am happy to say that she didn't. Uh, did, had, did you have an experience like that with the movie at all? Or No, I guess I, I honestly like forgot. You said Ellen just now, and I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, wait a minute, she's Dory. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of issues. Like Dory, Dory has a lot of like one-liners, it almost felt like, but... And for the most part in the story, I never really felt like Dory was uh, like doing a whole lot that really like was the reason why I was enjoying myself. Like it was really more of just like the adventure of the whole thing. Yeah. Dory, Dory is the character you love as a kid. And then like um, Marlon is the character you start to identify with more as oh, you yeah. grow up, you know, <laughs> which is why it's genius. That's why it's so good. <laughs> uh, Funny Nemo beat uh, kind of a powerhouse Disney movie, Brother Bear, which I love Brother Bear. Oh, some Joaquin. And it beat The Triplets of Belleville, which I've never seen, but the animation I've, looks terrifying. I've never even heard of that. The Triplets of Belleville. I, I, you know what? I think I think good, good job by them. Uh, yep. I definitely give it... I, I like Brother Bear, but I definitely give it to uh, Finding Nemo. Should I start the Go third ahead. round here? So, um, I'm, I, I was scared you're going to take this movie because you have a, a pretty solid rating for it. I'm going to, I'm going to scoop it up here while I've got the chance. Uh, I'm going to take Ratatouille at number three. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say something else. Um, Ratatouille, this was one, I think you and I both had this conversation. This was one that I didn't get as much as a kid. Um, I, sort of like my enjoyment of Pixar movies definitely skewed more towards like the adventure movies as opposed to like um, some of just the more like character-y ones. Uh, and then I went back and, and rewatched this and uh, it's really great. And I don't know what I was thinking as a kid. Uh, I love, I love Linguini. I feel like he's just, uh, I, I, every day in my life, I feel like Linguini, just kind of stumbling around, doing my best. Uh, <laughs> Remy is a really great character to sort of follow uh, and just watch him do his thing, watch him cook. And uh, this movie is really great, other than the fact that whenever you see the big group of rats, that is like the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I don't think I don't know if I liked Ratatouille as a kid, and I don't. I feel like it's because a lot of the comedy in this movie is like physical comedy and I've never really found physical comedy to be very funny. Like they, they make Linguini like a bumbling idiot and then they got like the grandma like shooting the gun which I actually got a little humor out of this time around. 
I just think it's like a really good. I don't. I don't know. Like it. It. You know. You could make this movie without like the rats, and it would still be a great movie. Mm-hmm. But watching like Remy be able to like live this dream as a cook, Linguini live the dream as a cook. Like it was just like a a fun watch, and it's also a little longer. And I remember the whole time I kept thinking like, where are we gonna go next? Like I don't remember this movie at all, but I I feel like every beat of it is perfect. They don't forget about anything in the end. Like I really. I remember the food critic being like a giant part of the movie, but like he's kind of in and out. And yeah, I thought that was okay. And I, I think Ratatouille is another movie that you could rewatch a few times and be pretty into it every single time. And man, that, that, that movie just like, it made me so hungry. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I, I've never had Ratatouille before. I was, oh, I was it's like, pretty good. I was talking to my roommate Thomas, like, because uh, we're both kind of picky eaters. I was like, I don't know if I would like all of the ingredients in, in Ratatouille, but I do want to try it because it just looks so damn good in this movie. It's If you like vegetables, Ratatouille is really good. <laughs> I got to find somewhere to get it. I got to get it at like a nice place. It uh, To give you your Oscar update, it won Best Animated Film, which is kind of the theme of a lot of these Pixar movies early on. And another best original screenplay nomination, which I think is super deserved. It's a really good, like, original, like, I don't know. I mean, it's original, but I, I think it helps that it's about some raps. And then best score, best sound mixing, and best sound editing. And I wonder who it beat. I'm genuinely curious. I love seeing who these movies beat. Because I yeah. feel like with, with, like, animated movies, it's like Disney and Pixar and then, like, everything else. Mm-hmm. And this beat <laughs> something called Persopolis. Oh, that's a really good movie. (laughs) And Surf's Up. Oh, Surf's Up. You know, I'd still take Ratatouille over those two, but I I do enjoy both of those movies. I haven't seen Surf's Up forever. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't think I've ever actually gone through with Surf's Up. Surf's Up. I kind of like that, though. Got Napoleon Dynamite as, like, a stoner chicken character. Shia LaBeouf is a a, uh, surfing penguin uh, I used to have the video game for Surf's Up on my PSP. Oh, no, that's <laughs> awesome. Actual, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf? Oh, yeah. That, 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 same, that same cannibal. <laughs> All right. With my pick here, there's a couple ways I want to lean, but there's one movie that, like, I feel like would just, like, give me a really solid three before I kind of start getting in, before I start getting interesting. I'm going to take Monsters Incorporated. Okay. If that was on the board, that was going to be my next one. I have always been like a massive Monsters Inc. I have like a stuffed animal, Sully. I've seen that movie like a million times. Like that movie, like rewatching it, I was like, this movie's awesome. It's maybe one of the quicker Pixar movies. It's 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. It literally doesn't like, it doesn't even take a breath. Like Mike Wazowski is maybe one of the funniest animated movie characters. Like, his, like, timing, uh, uh, Billy Crystal's timing as Mike Wazowski is, uh, it's so funny. Like, my favorite scene in that movie is Boo is in, like, her little costume, and her, Sully and Mike are walking, and, like, the the head guy, I can't think of his name, but the head guy's there, and he's like, oh, who's this? And Sully's like, oh, it's my, uh, my cousin's sister's niece aunt and mike's like yeah to bring your obscure relative to work day 
I, I laughed for a while at that. It's just such a good like movie. It's heartwarming at the end. Like Boo and Sully have like such an adorable relationship. It's uh, I don't think I will ever age out of that movie. Yeah, no, it's this was like definitely Toy Story and Monsters Inc. were like the two that I like two Pixar movies I like first loved as a kid. And yeah, like it. I don't think I've I I still love it just as much now, uh, like to this day. Um. Yeah, John Goodman and Billy Crystal have such good chemistry in this movie. I just love, I just love hearing them. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Billy yeah. Crystal cracks me up. And like, uh, man, there's just not anything I would change about this movie. I also love Steve Buscemi as Randall, as well. I didn't know that was him, but that's that's so good. He's. So- <laughs> I, I wonder who, who voices uh, the woman that's like my who's uh, that's like that's the the slug. The one that like oh. happens to be like zero zero one. I can't think of who she Roz. is. She's I, a, I don't know her Roz. name. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the actor's name, but is the, the character's Roz. Uh, great movie. I'm 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 uh I feel lucky to get it at this point. And uh it won best song in two thousand two and nominated for best score, sound editing, and nominated for best feature. Wow. What in God's name beat actually I think I know what beat Monsters Inc. Oh yeah, that was your Shrek one. Wow, the Academy. I love, I love Shrek, but wow, Shrek. Uh, Shrek looks a little gross now. Shrek. Shrek is not a good-looking movie now, uh, as opposed to Monster Think is. <laughs> I will say Shrek is still hilarious, and uh, Monster Think. Uh, Monster Think's funny too. Oh man, that's too bad. That's a good year. Those are two titans going up against each other. And Jimmy Neutron, boy genius. Let's not forget about Jimmy Neutron. Oh, all the parents are gone. What are the kids going to do? <laughs> what are you taking next? I, I, I have a couple thoughts in my head of what I think you're going to take, but I'm excited to see what you take. So there's a few directions I could go here. Um, I could the, the, the next one on my list uh, that I have ranked at number five is still there. Um, but, you know, I think I'm going to take one that you have ranked a little higher because I don't think it's going to be there for me later on. This is another one that I um, hadn't seen before. Um, and, it's, and I forgot it when I was mentioning them last week. Coco. Um, oh. It's really nice. I, I mentioned it in the uh, sort of opening. It, it's, I love sort of, you know, the uh, representation uh, aspect of it but it's also just an enjoyable little movie too um the like undead world is a really cool environment i love all the little like leaves everywhere and all the all the design of all the skeleton characters um and i really liked the relationship between the little kid and the um gael garcia bernal character um and i don't know just their like little little meaning and and finding out that they're related was really heartwarming. And then um, just waterworks at the end when he sings the song to the, to the grandmother, like, Oh my Lord. I got, I think I was like maybe like an hour into this movie when I first watched, when I, when I watched it, I think I watched it around Christmas and I remember being like, eh, whatever, like it's fine. It's good. I don't understand why everyone loves Coco so much. 
And then, like, by the time I get to the last 30 minutes, I'm like a pool of tears. And I'm like, this movie's so beautiful. This movie's yeah. amazing. How have I never seen this before? Uh, it's it's a beautiful movie. has so many twists and turns. And they all hit perfectly. And, damn, yeah, the animation of the undead world is... Like, you see, you see, like, these new movies that come out. And they really try to go over the top with animation. But then there's just, like, Pixar that's just always kind of gotten it and they've always stayed in their lane and it's always been great yeah yeah like you just there's that there's there's always a shot in every pixar movie where you they're they're showing off because they're just every single time a pixar movie comes out they're like up in the game of animation and that like shot where they're on the bridge and you just see the whole like world and you see all the creatures flying around and everything and you're just like oh my god um and yeah the I like I like that you mentioned sort of like the twistiness of it too because I was I was scared for a long while that it was just going to turn out that um, the like big star singer was going to be his his grand great great grandfather and that was just it straight up mm-hmm. and then and then when it's revealed that he's the villain and that you know he's been with his great great grandfather the whole time I was like oh I like that a lot yeah, yeah. that's perfect yeah. It was a nice, like, little twist. It, it, it was nice on the heart. A, a really great movie, and it got, like... Coco was, like... Everyone only had positives to say about Coco. And, like, I never... I didn't see it when it first came out, so I was like, okay, whatever, shut mm-hmm. up. And now that I finally watched it, I was like, oh, there should have been more talking about Coco. I think you and I both have the same thing of uh, with a lot of things, um, but of, like, hearing people say, like, hearing unanimous praise about something and like that immediately making you skeptical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was definitely me with this as well. And then I saw it and I was like, you know what? It's deserved. All the love is deserved. Yep. And it won best animated feature and it won best original song. And that's all it was nominated for, which uh, is kind of interesting. I think that's all it was nominated for. I hope, I'm, I hope I don't get that wrong. I think and you're right. 2017. You want, and if you want to know what it beat... <laughs> It'd be Boss Baby, which which is, I, I kind of like the Boss Baby. It'd Woo! be The Breadwinner, which I don't know. what the, I've heard of that. I think it's on Netflix. It'd I read the book. It'd be Ferdinand, the John Cena movie. Oh. And it'd be Loving Vincent. Oh, wow. Uh, that's an interesting one. I've never seen myself. I don't have any plans to. It, it looks like I would lose interest in what's going on about five minutes in. But uh, not not like a not a great year that Coco beat, but like, no, I'm just going to stick with that. Not a great year. Yeah. I mean, Coco coming in, uh, (laughs) giving John Cena the attitude adjustment this time, uh, hitting, hitting, uh, hitting the attitude adjustment on Ferdinand the ball. (laughs) You can't see me. My time is now. Uh, anyway. Uh, (laughs) yeah. If, um, I've heard good things about breadwinner. I've only re- I read the book in elementary school though, so um, yeah, I'm gonna just say I feel good about this winning best animated feature. Uh, I like choice. Boss Baby. This is a pro Boss Baby pod. On that note, I'm gonna move on to pick eight. <laughs> uh, this is a movie I feel like I could get later, but like I need it on my team for me to feel good about this. This is probably one of my favorite Pixar movies. I'm taking Inside Out. Okay. Uh, I think Inside Out was like made for like the age when I saw it. I think I, I think I saw that like right at the beginning of college, end of high school. And it's super emotional. And I think 
like seeing the different characters in the head like kind of worked really well for me as someone who like struggles with like anxiety to kind of see like that part of it try to work with like the part of it just trying to make you happy and you're just kind of like this is like kind of how my head feels all the time but, like we have all these things working together and then the animation in it was beautiful like kind of how they had like all the like the, 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 the big cloud and the different like bridges and the scene where the bear dies and it's like the saddest thing to ever happen i just love inside out i've seen it twice and both times it like hit me hard and i think uh i think it's the best that pixar has done in the last uh it's one of the best pixar has done in like the last 10 years yeah this one is it's uh like not personally one of my favorite uh pixar movies mainly just because i find like joy a little bit grating at times, but I think it it's like message and its story are both really, really good. And I, it's sort of like you said of like, um, uh, like it being a good lesson for like, just sort of how to like think about your emotions and how to like deal with your emotions. It's like both helpful as like an adult watching that. Mm-hmm. I've also like read little like anecdotal stories about like kids being really helped by about like with that from the movie too, which I just think is like really heartwarming and like shows the quality of the movie. I think. Yeah. I, uh, I love it. Side out. I, I don't really have anything else to say about it. I just think it's one of those that like you could watch and it'll make you sad. It'll make you happy. It's just, uh, it's just like a nice movie and I'm glad to get it here as a one best animated feature as well. And it was nominated for Best Screenplay, which I think is super fair to a movie like that. And it beat, I feel like it beat some good stuff. Beat something <laughs> called Animalisa, Boy in the World, oh. Shaun the Sheep, and When Marnie Was There. Oh, right, man. Inside Out, gifted the Oscar. I'm so glad it beat Animalisa. Uh, <laughs> the the opposite of... of uh, of the uplifting message of Inside Out. Um, did, uh, do you, have you heard of Anomalisa before? Uh, nope, I'm going to Google it right now. It's a, it's a Charlie Kaufman movie. Um, so the writer of like Being John Malkovich and Adaptation and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and it's an animated movie. And basically like the premise is that there's this guy giving like a speech at a conference and uh he meets this woman and he has like an affair on his wife with her and they have like this gimmick of everybody in the world sounds like the same person except for this one woman to him so this movie is like the worst things about charlie kaufman to me and amelisa because it's just such a fucking downer and it's so like needlessly pessimistic and like a little bit like pretentious and like superior to everyday people and um that really made me mad when i was watching the movie so i'm glad something that uh instead makes you feel a little bit uplifted uh and and makes you want to do something constructive with your life instead of like act like sadness in this movie and just lay on the ground and cry um one <laughs> we're all sadness yeah we're all sadness sometimes you know that's the yeah, point of the yeah. it's yep. out uh Anomalisa is if all five emotions in your head are just sadness and then like maybe one is anxiety. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your next pick? I'm going to, I'm going to go a little risky here. 
Um, there's there's a couple I want to go with uh, at this one. I'm going to take Toy Story 2, though. Um, and we can go quick on this one. Sure. Um, I Since you got the first Toy Story, I, I wanted to walk away with this thing with at least two Toy Story movies. So I'll snatch up Toy Story 2. Um, it's probably my... It's it's my third favorite Toy Story movie, but it's I don't think that that is really any knock on like its quality. It's still really funny. Um, the introduction of like Bullseye and Jesse are great. Um, Stinky Pete I like as as a is a fun little villain. Um, and getting like a little back backstory on Woody, um, getting to know Buzz a little bit more on like his own with the group is great. Uh, it just makes all the characters you love more fun, and it adds a group of characters that you like more. And Rex comes in with the absolutely iconic line, how do you spell the FBI? Uh, I love it. I love that joke every time. It got me to laugh the first time. It got me to laugh the 5,000th time. It got me to laugh today when I was watching this beforehand. I don't know why it's so stupid, uh, but Wallace Shawn sells it every time. It's great. <laughs> uh, I really like Toy Story 2. I feel like... Uh... I, I like I rewatched it because I was like I don't know anything about Toy Story two I can't remember this movie and it's such a great movie and it uh, it moves well it has a really nice story that kind of works for a child and an adult and I got one pet peeve about this movie though why is it that every other character seems to understand their backstory and yet Woody's like I used to do this and this and this like Buzz Buzz knows everything about what he's supposed to be doing but Woody <laughs> seems so surprised about who he was and it. It did, well, it did not hurt the movie in any way, but I just I was picking up. What I like is that so the first movie is kind of about Buzz finding himself, like finding who he is, um, and the, I like that the second movie is sort of about Woody doing the same thing. And Toy Story Four is all all, all of the Toy Story movies are kind of like that in a way, but this one I, I think especially like going into his backstory. Uh, my my. Um, roommate was telling me about like why Woody uh why there's not more Woody's and why he's like such a collectible thing like that apparently that's like a one-of-one toy or whatever and like so I guess there wasn't just that built-in backstory but I just love like Woody kind of like grappling with what he's supposed to be and and then sort of like just meeting new friends and taking them with him and also, I love that they cast a bunch of Seinfeld actors in this. You have Newman as as Al, perfect voice for the smarmy Al, and then you have Mrs. Potato Head, voiced by George Costanza's mom, which I just mm-hmm. love. Uh, and also, the Jesse song is really good. Like the little scene where, do you remember that part at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really like it. Kind of came out of the blue on me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like sad. <laughs> Sort of like the end of Coco, it's just like absolute waterworks all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it won an Oscar for that song. Did it? Good. I, I... think so. I, it was either won or got nominated. And then uh, it, it it won, uh, interesting enough, it won the Globe for Best Comedy or Musical. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. Good but job, I think Toy Story 2 is a really good pick. Really, really strong pick. Really good movie. Uh, I hate that it's like like... I don't know. People don't talk about it as much as the other Toy Stories, which is too bad because it's good. Maybe because it's a little, I don't know. It's not as, I, th- I feel like it's kind of dark at points. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's I, actually a great thing for it. I like that. It makes it more memorable to, memorable to me than Toy Story 2. 
or Toy Story Four. I mean, I would say. I agree. Uh, yeah, I I uh, I love this movie, and I hate that it's kind of become like the redheaded stepchild of of uh, Toy Story movies. It doesn't deserve it. I agree. I agree. So for my next pick, I'll make it quick as well. We can make a lot of these a lot quicker going forward. So this is easy for me. It's my la- It's a must-have for me. I'm taking cars. I love. Cars. Oh, okay. All right. I love cars with my whole heart. I I never understood why everyone just hates cars. Like, I get it. The whole concept of a car talking is just too much for people to handle. Cars is amazing. The music in Cars is awesome. Mater's great. Like everyone in the movie, all the characters are hilarious. Like every time I see like a Volkswagen, I'm just like, "What's up, Cars?" I uh. I love I love the you did what in your cup. That's a that's a never Larry the Cable Guy is really just at his peak. I love cars. Like I think that I think that first cars movie I've seen it so many times and every single time I'm like I get so pumped, the adrenaline's like pumping at the beginning when Cheryl Crow's like banging out real gone and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> uh got can't can't not mention Rascal Flats in there too. Oh, Life is Highway show <laughs> I love Highway. <laughs> I won't ride it all night long. Oh, no, 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 no. Damn. <laughs> this is a fun movie. I uh as as we said at the top, strangely long. But strangely uh, long. Uh the you know what the racing scenes are fun. And yeah, when, they are. When this came out, I liked it. I liked it. So um yeah, I don't know. The Cars movies, I think, um, because of the absolute mediocrity of Cars 2, uh, okay. all of the Cars movies get lumped in, and you know what? One and three are perfectly enjoyable. It, uh, it lost to Happy Feet for Best Animated Feature, which I hate Happy Feet, so fuck them. You know who directed Happy Feet, though? George Miller. That's nuts. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Nuts. Mad Max, baby. What's that pod? Oh, I, I feel it coming, man. I can feel it coming. <laughs> What's next? So, six-round pick. I was not expecting this film to fall this far. Um, I'm going to stop doing it to service by, by letting it fall this far. I am taking The Incredibles at number six. Um, this, is, this was my number five-ranked movie. Uh, and it's gone at pick 11. So I feel great about that. Um, it should feel stale because of just this absolute saturation of um, superhero movies we've gotten, but it doesn't because it does this great job of sort of like mixing superhero and spy movies together. Um, and you really hear that like in the score. And then obviously uh, since Brad Bird went on to direct a Mission Impossible movie, kind of like, this is like his test run. And I think on, honestly, maybe even the better version of his Mission Impossible movie. Um, Mr. Incredible is great. Uh, I love that anytime Mr. Incredible and, and Elastigirl are sort of like having a discussion in this, you totally understand both sides along with the kids too, um, which is just like not the type of depth that I'm used to seeing in like a kid's movie, uh, but it's great. And then, like you said too, this is just a great like adventure as well. You know, they go to that island, and then there's the big battle in the city. Um, oh, and how have I not mentioned Frozone yet? Also, uh, it just 
absolute, absolute one of my favorites. Yeah, I think you hit everything on the head. I'm personally not a big Incredibles guy. I've never liked the Incredibles. I, I, I liked Incredibles. I've just never liked it that much. I've always just found it kind of boring. And I don't think, like, in my Pixar movies, I like a little bit of humor. And I've never found the Incredibles to be funny. Oh. I don't know. I rewatched, I rewatched it. And I remember as a kid, I remember watching for the first time. And I was like, I don't know if I like this that much. And then I watched it again. And I was like, you know, like, I think it's good. And I think it's doing a lot of good things. But one of the things I love about animated movies is when they do something that like a real movie, like a, like a real person movie can't do. And I, I think Incredibles is just kind of an animated superhero movie more than anything else. I don't but, uh, I mean, I feel like there's certainly, I don't think you could have a character like Jack Jack and easily do that um, in a, in a normal movie, in a live action movie. And like Elastigirl would, I don't know. I, 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 Especially, like, you think this came out in... Oh, four. Yeah, 2004. Um, like, the special effects, like, if you did, if you made this live action in 2004, you're looking at, like, the Fantastic Four movie uh, that was really awful. And this, in many ways, is, like, a way better version of that, you know? Yeah, I get what, you, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I've just, like, I've taken a lot of heat over the years because I've always been, like, I don't really like The Incredibles. I, I don't know. I, I like it. Like, I think it's a good movie and I, I'll like, I'll watch it, but I don't know. It's just never done it for me the way other Pixar movies have. I mean, we've reached like absolute saturation too on, on superhero movies, but I don't know. This one has always held a special place in my heart just because it makes me, it makes me like them so much. Uh, and that's why I still, that's why I, I have it here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I fell. Because I know you, I like, I was looking, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to, I knew, I was just kind of waiting for you to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a solid movie. I really, I don't have any, like, like, none of my, like, qualms are very, are very good. It's just never, it's just never really worked for me. That's but, okay. Uh, it worked for, worked for the Academy. One best animated film, one best sound editing, does have good sound. I will, I will not, I'm not going to fight that one. And it's nominated for original screenplay and sound mixing. Oh, Who yeah. Did Incredibles beat, you ask? Oh, yeah. It beats Shark Tale. Love that movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give it up for Morty. And Shrek 2. I don't know if I've seen Shrek 2. I probably saw Shrek 2. Who knows? I definitely see. I, you know what? Shrek 2 is fun. I feel like if you like the first Shrek, you like Shrek 2. All right. Good pick, though. I think you got a good. I think you got a bit of a value for. Uh, I, for I had to people. take it. I had to take it there. I was like, I can't keep doing this. I got two movies I want here. I'm gonna be smart. I'm gonna I'm gonna be smart instead of trusting my heart. I'm gonna take up. Okay. Nominated for best picture, uh, in the first year after they were like, let's nominate every movie that comes out. Uh, up is a heartfelt story. I think I think, up more than any other Pixar movie, is a movie of like, individual moments where you have like the opening scene and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is like so heartfelt. And then you just kind of have the rest. No, I'm just kidding. And then you have like, you have all the different scenes, like where like the dog first shows up and like watching uh, the old guy and the kid like become closer. I don't know any characters names, animated movies are even <laughs> worse because I can't even like give them the actors. <laughs> so, so uh, I, Carl, I think is the old man. And then Russell is the, uh, is the, the kid. kid. Kevin's the bird. 
I think what's up, what gets me the most is like at any moment where I'm like, you know, this is kind of boring. This is getting a little too like set, like eh, whatever here. It always finds a way to like pull me back in with either like a cool like moment or just like a really heartfelt moment. And I think that's why up is so good. The one thing I will say about up, and I think we're at that point of the draft where I'm able to do this. I think up has its problems. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little long. I don't really understand why I got nominated for best picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Up is just like remembered as this like great film. But if you like rewatch Up now, you're like, you know, it's good. It's solid. It's good. I get why it's nominated, but like, come on, this Up. one, this one's nominated. Up, I think. Um, not to say that I dislike the rest of the movie, but Up, I think, coasts off of like its first ten minutes. Yeah, you know, and like that part is so good and it's so memorable, and that's all that people think about with Up. Um, and like, like you said, like, there's a lot of really fun moments later on, but it does like, I think one, one of the reasons why I didn't take it super, you know, why, why it fell this far, at least for me was because, um, like it feels more like isolated moments to me than like a really great full film. You know what I mean? But it's, it's a great, it's a great movie. And, uh, I don't, I don't think you're doing I don't think you're doing bad for yourself to take up here. My last thought on up, and I'm a little upset about this. I'm really upset about this. Uh, I'm not going to tell you everyone it beat for, but you know, I, I will. It beat Coraline, Princess and the Frog, The Secret of Kells, and the biggest sin of all, it beat the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh for my best God. animated feature. Oh my When's goodness. that podcast? I'm in, I'm down. I'm I'm in. I'm ready for that one. What right now? Honestly, you know what? Like, let's make that an an addendum when we get to two thousand nine on the Oscars. We're 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 talking about that uh, movie rocks. All right, what's your next pick? Um, so for my seventh round pick here, I am going to be taking. So this is this is a little tough here because this is we're now probably out of like my favorite favorites. You know what I mean? Um, yep, hundred percent. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try for another smart pick here, just knowing knowing your own your your ratings of some of these movies. I'm gonna go Toy Story four here. I'm gonna scoop up three of the four Toy Story movies. Um, That's kind of what I wanted, but I was like, I'm gonna take up. Maybe it'll fall. I uh, yeah, I was like, I, I was in between Toy Story four and there's one other movie that I'm definitely gonna snatch up next after this, and then there's like a real fall off for me as far as these movies after that, but like Toy Story 4, just like a nice little culmination of all the Toy Story movies. Um, I like the little, if it is a send off for Woody, I like the send off of Woody in this movie. Um, And it's maybe a little bit like overly sentimental, uh, this one more so than the others, but uh, I I like it a lot. And I think it's a fun little adventure movie. Um, And I like the sort of setting uh, and I like Sporky. So, Toy Story 4. Yep. <laughs> so, it won Best Animated Film this past year, and my two thoughts on Toy Story 4 is, I saw it with my girlfriend, and we sat next to this, like, older couple than us, maybe, like, five or six years older, and then it was a bunch of kids, and us four were the only ones who enjoyed the movie at all. Like, we, I was laughing so much at that movie, and I think Forky might be one of the best disney characters ever it's at the point where like every time my girlfriend and i are walking anywhere one of us will look at each other and be like carry me and then the other <laughs> will be like no <laughs> forky's great i love him i can't believe that they made me 
uh, like just be into like a plastic fork with uh, freaking pipe cleaners on it. But you know what? God damn it, I'm in. Did you uh, did you watch on Disney Plus? Forky asked a question. No, I should. It's just like these little two minute clips of him like asking random Toy Story characters like questions. It's pretty funny. It it it, it gets a little boring as you get into them, but uh, it's just great to spend a little more time with Forky. I I, I love I love me some Forky. He's great. He's a great creation. Uh, just another great character in the Toy Story universe. I got. I really wanted Toy Story four, but I got one last pick before I think there's a little bit of a drop off, at least for me. And I'm going to take a bug's life. Damn it. Okay. I was hoping that was going to be there next. I love a bug's life. I think a bug's life is a super important movie. Just in the fact that like, I feel like without a bug's life being good, Pixar might not even be what it is now because it was so early. And it was like Toy Story, a bug's life and Toy Story 2, I think. Or, or I might have those two flip-flops. But either way, it's a really early one. And it, it definitely shows in some of the animation that it's like an early movie, mm-hmm. but the story of it's so great. And I love like the traveling circus that they think's an army. I think that's so funny. That and I love like the kind of the weird, like the power dynamics of that movie, I think is really fascinating that I didn't really get as a kid, but looking back on it, it's like, well, you have the queen of like, of like the grasshoppers and then you have like everyone who's coming to like kill them. And it's like, it's like kind of like there's a lot going on in this movie, but like you really never get taken away from like the, the main character's journey and how uh how like deep it is and how like solid this movie is even if it is like i think it's a little slow at times but i Mm -hmm. i I, I really do like a bug's life bug's life uh is definitely a great choice here i love that pick that was absolutely going to be the next one i was going to take uh because it's like a huge i feel like it's a huge fall off after this um but yeah i think a bug's life honestly I, i feel like if it if the animation held up a little better now it would be like one of their more beloved movies because the story of it is just so much fun. I love it. No one ever talks about Bugs Life, which is a shame. Uh, it only got one Oscar nomination because it was too old to be nominated for Best Animated Feature, nominated for Best Score. I love A Bugs Life. I, I remember, I think I used to have like the like the centipede looking thing. Kind of like <laughs> standing, the stick, the stick uh, bug. I used to think the stick bug was fascinating. I had a little stick bug. kid. I love the ladybug that's not a lady, too. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if that would fly in today's uh, Disney, but... Uh, that's true. You, you know I what? Really... Maybe it flies even more. These people need to stop harassing him. Let him have his own identity, you know? That's true. I'm thrilled with getting a Bugs Life. It's too bad I didn't get Toy Story 4, but I'll, you know, I'll take Bugs Life off your hands. Yeah, damn. You, uh... Ah, ah. I don't know what I thought you were going to go with there. from there. I thought maybe... I thought I I don't know what I thought you were gonna take instead of a bug's life. Damn, I messed up there. Um, next, all right, we're getting dog days. We're getting into sequel territory, and um, which is maybe a spoiler of of some of the movies I'm not going to take. Um, (laughs) (laughs) since you got Monsters Inc., I'm gonna take Monsters U. Um, I love Mike and Sully. I love these younger versions of Mike, Mike and Sully. Um, you can pop this on with your kids, have a perfectly fun little time. Um, and then when your kids get older, you can watch Animal House with them because it's basically the same movie. Uh, Monsters University is the movie I've seen like the furthest, re- like, like it's the one I've seen like the least recently. I don't know what the, what the word is for that, but uh, 
the only my lasting impression of this movie was I found out that I got a two during the oh. during this movie. Uh, oh I like Marshall's University. It I don't know. It's a good like little origin story about uh about the characters that you kind of like already love and you get to just love them more. And I should rewatch that movie. It's a, it's a it's a really good one. Really, just like a nice it's like it's like a nice Pixar movie. I don't think it's anything special, which is why it's directed mm-hmm. so far down. But uh, that's a good that's a really good movie. Good pick. Agreed. It's like the first one's kind of more the Monsters uh, Inc. is a little bit more about Sully. I sort of like that Monsters U is about Mike Wazowski a little bit. Um, yeah, not one of my favorite Pixar's, but I, I I like taking it here. I feel good about it. Two last thoughts before I give you my next pick. Uh, no nominations for that movie at all in terms of the Oscars. And uh, I like how Pixar is really good when it has sequels, how it gives you a different perspective of a character. Mm-hmm. But with my next pick, I will tell you a time they did not bother to do this. And I'm going to take Cars 3. Cars 3, okay. Uh, there was another movie I was thinking about. I don't really want it. But maybe you'll take it. But Cars 3, I think... I remember I watched this one fairly recently, and I was like, this movie got, like, panned. I have no interest in Cars 3, but, like, you know, it's a Pixar movie. But (laughs) I think that movie, it kind of, like, goes back to the old Pixar adage of, like, trying to, like, stay young. Like, kind of like how we try Mm -hmm. to stay young by watching Pixar movies. And it's always fun to see, like, the emotional side of Lightning McQueen. And I think the introduction of Army Hammer's character was, like, really, really good and like a good competitor for lightning and i love paul newman's doc hudson coming back for a few scenes uh it was just like a nice movie i think it really it really hyper focused on lightning mcqueen which they had to do after the abomination of cars 2 yeah seriously and i like cars 3 it has some emotional moments i'd watch it again uh it's definitely not pixar's best but i don't really have any issues with it it's just like a nice little maybe you know not super interesting movie it's um uh it's, I think, like a good course correction from Cars 2. Yep. Uh, Cruz kind of annoys me a little bit in this movie because she's, like, just so rude to Lightning. Like, if, it, you know, like, when you and I are talking to, like, a 50-year-old person, you and I are not just both, like, you're old. You're old. <laughs> you don't know how to do this because you're old. You know? Maybe that's how a kid is, though, I guess. Maybe that's what they were looking for. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> um. But yeah, I like I like kind of sticking with lightning uh, more in this one, and um, sort of the heart of the characters I think makes this movie work. Um, and even though sometimes to me it feels like um, like a boomer yelling at like the internet every once right. in a while, uh, but I think it's a I think it's a good-hearted movie. I feel like you are not cheating yourself by taking it here. All right, what's your next pick? What's your your last three? Okay, boy, we're we're getting into it now. We're getting into some of the ones. I I think I'm gonna take Finding Dory here. Um, solely because you stole Nemo uh, earlier on as well. You know, Finding Dory, it's good, it's cute. Um, I like Dory in this movie. Uh, I like actually seeing Marlin and Nemo together a little bit more. Um, and the animation looks great. And the Sigourney Weaver joke makes me laugh. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. It's funny. It's, uh, it's no, it's nothing. It doesn't really ever even remotely touch finding Nemo. It's 
It may be overly heartfelt, but uh, it's a nice little movie. Uh, it's one of those where I didn't see it right when it came out. I got tired of people telling me how great it was, so I didn't see it when it came out. And instead, I watched it writing the theater paper. And <laughs> got an A on the paper. Movie gets like a B minus. And that's yeah. Finding Dory. It's a solid movie. I mean, that's a solid grade. It got a three and a half out of five for me. It probably would have been my next pick. Not like not full of confidence, but it probably would have been my next pick. Yeah, just like it's um, it stands on the shoulders of the giant that is Finding Nemo. But, you know, that makes it enjoyable enough to me. So I'll take it here sort of in these later rounds. I got a movie I really want right here. But there's a movie I think I should take. Nah, screw it. I'm taking Brave. Oh, I like Brave. You could have been uh, on Brave. There's something about Brave where, like, you kind of start watching it and you're like, okay, I kind of like this character. You're kind of you're into the whole, like, what's going on. And then, like, in the middle, you're just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't really care what's going on. You're telling me this is only 90 minutes. But then at the end, I think Brave, like, really closes really well. And I really do enjoy the scenes where they're, like, eating and the, like the little boys are running around, and I like the performance of whoever played like her dad. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to note that uh, it's uh, the first like female-driven hero of a Pixar movie. Which I understand, like when you lump Pixar with Disney, that means nothing. But when mm-hmm. you just leave Pixar by itself, it's kind of like a nice touch. And they kind of go on to make more like that, like with uh, Inside Out. Uh, so Brave is. I don't like Brave. Um, and it, I don't know. To me, it feels like just one of the less like creative Pixar movies. Like um, like you said, if you lump this in with Disney, it's just kind of another like Disney princess movie. Um, and like I didn't find like the twist of the mom turning into the bear to be all that like compelling. Mainly because like, like you said, like the little boys and the dad are my favorite characters in the movie. And we spend the second half of the movie entirely with the mom and the sister. And, and so then, like, you know, it's like this whole, like, if the second half of this movie is me being like, oh, God, no. Uh, but, like, it looks good. and looks good. looks so damn good. And if you're going to rate movie covers, I think Brave's up there. Like, damn, good-looking movie cover. It's All the like, colors, that blue, that flashing red hair. I feel like it's maybe, like, objectively the best uh, one left here and just like maybe not my like personal preference of what's left. I think there's objectively one best movie left and I think you're going (laughs) to take it right here. Is uh should I should I take it then? Is it is it what I think it is? Uh if you're thinking onward that's what I'll be taking. But that's all you. Unless am I missing something here? No you're taking onward it's been. Oh wait no I'm taking Incredibles I'm sorry. I didn't even know it was still left. I'm taking Incredibles 2. My bad. Um, I feel great about having both Incredibles movies. Um, you almost got Incredibles 2 here, I think. <laughs> I wasn't going to take it. I still wasn't going to uh, take it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, just spending more time with the Parr family. I like that. Sort of like you said, like you were giving credit for, for Brave for having like the female protagonist. I I love that um, uh, Elastigirl is, is sort of the main character this time, and Mr. Incredible is kind of playing like Mr. Mom. I thought that was so fun. Um, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite sequels. I can't believe I forgot it until now. So 
I'm glad to snatch it up. I'm going to play the drafting game here. So there's a movie I want, but I think I can get it with my last pick. So I'm going to take Onward. Right. Mm-hmm. Here. The movie that you almost drafted. My one thought, I, I, Incredibles 2, I think is a good movie. Uh, that's another one that was talked at me and I never saw it. And then I finally saw it and I was like, this is like a nice, like expansive movie. And I, I wish it had come out earlier. I don't know. It's one of those where I, it, I feel like there was a moment where I wanted an incredible sequel, and then it happened like five years after that. It also was definitely one for me. It was the rare exception in Pixar where I was super jacked coming out of the theater, and I rewatched it now, and I was like, I'm going to take it down just a notch mm-hmm. with my love on this one. Uh, but I still like it quite a bit. So I'm going to take Onward, which uh, I think it's pretty good. I, I don't have like any like glaring issues with Onward. I think it's fine. It's a good movie. Uh, it's definitely not Pixar's best. I don't think Pixar thinks it's their best, given it got mm-hmm. to Disney Plus so damn quick, even with COVID. Uh, I saw that in a theater all by myself, quite literally all by myself. No one was there. <laughs> I'm happy I saw it in a theater. I think it added the experience. It's a road trip movie in the same vein as Finding Nemo, but uh, I don't find Chris Pratt's performance to be – I find it to be annoying – his character and i did enjoy tom holland in the movie uh so yeah on, i think onwards good it's a nice little adventure but i, I don't know i think onwards it's just another pixar movie yeah it has like a lot of fun little like jokes and things like that like i like when they send off his big ass van that's like and like the parking tickets are flying out and things like that um but just the story is pretty generic so i i you know it makes sense to me that it fell this far you promised me I wouldn't get this movie I might get. I just want you to remember that. <sighs> I want you to remember that. Dig it, dig so, it in your heart. Um, I, uh, your, your last little, like, I, I almost want to twist the knife and be a dick. Uh, I, I let you take Incredibles too. I let you undraft onward. I, uh, I uh, almost, I, I could have I really really messed with you here if I wanted to but I'm going to take Cars 2 and I'm going to tell you why Cars 2 I like better than Brave and The Good Dinosaur and let me tell you why so the other two uh, those other two that I like less than this well maybe they are um, a little bit deeper than than this movie um, and they're trying to stab at something a lot bigger uh I, they just fall incredibly emotionally flat for me. And that really upsets me in a movie that leaves a worse taste in my mouth than something like Cars 2, um, which is nothing. It knows it's nothing. And so it's just tossing um, car espionage spy stuff that makes absolutely no sense to the parents. But the kids will be uh, delighted with and they will have fun laughing at, and the kids will think that Mater with the wasabi is funny. And, you know, at least Cars 2 is not trying to, like, jerk tears out of me. And there, I've done it. I've defended the indefensible. I recently watched Iron Man 2 for the first time, and there was a scene where they go, and Mickey Rourke is, like, flinging his arms around and with, like, the cars. And I was like, I had, like, a flashback to Cars 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's so true. Cars, I should rewatch Cars too. 
Uh, I don't know why they gave Mater a movie. I think Mater's so good on the side. Yeah, I um, less of Mater is more. Mater is in yeah. the Minions category to me. Yeah, uh, you know, not a bad pick. Bright side, bright side for me is once again sort of like Monsters University. I can uh, I can use this Cars movie to explain to my children who Michael Caine is, and then we can watch The Italian Job together when they're teenagers. When they are kids, they can enjoy the Italian job. They can enjoy car. See, this is like perfect. This is perfect. This is the Italian job for them when they're eight. And then I can watch the Italian job with them when they're 18. It'll be perfect. Well, my last pick is The Good Dinosaur. I should have rewatched this. Uh, let me tell you what I remember about The Good Dinosaur. Nothing. Uh, not at all. Not one plot point. It has a cute dinosaur. And I remember crying at the end. I saw this at Tinseltown, which is like a dangerous movie theater. Uh, I don't remember anything about this movie. I thought the dinosaur was cute. The story was uh, uh, pretty uh, pretty memorable, apparently. Oh, yeah. And I just remember the dinosaur was cute. That's the good dinosaur. So uh, just one thing I want to say about this movie. It... I was sitting... I, it, it's like a pretty straight survival movie for about 45 minutes. And then the, the people writing the story realize, oh, wait, we can't milk any more drama out of the survival storyline, but we haven't introduced a villain yet. What are we going to do? And then they just like introduce these pterodactyls and they're kind of flying around trying to eat people whenever they run out of ideas. And Pixar, baby. This movie makes me want to hit my head against the wall when I think about the story. But it looks beautiful. That, that's, uh, that's a good dinosaur. Uh, that's our draft. It's a good draft. I love my team. I love like, I think Should my we... teams. Yeah, tell me your team. I want you to read me, sing me your team. I'll read me, read me your team. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll sing it like I'm in the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, right? Oh God! <laughs> Please don't. Uh, with the number one overall, I I, I don't even want to subject myself to that. Um, with the number one overall pick, I took Toy Story three, and I have Wally, uh, Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Coco, Toy Story 2, The Incredibles uh, in the sixth round is a steal. Uh, Toy Story 4, uh, Monsters University, Finding Dory, The Incredibles 2, which was almost onward, and Cars 2. <laughs> you can go. You're, you're just going to really try to make me feel bad for not liking The Incredibles. Yeah. A steal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just trying to... Uh, 15 times during this pod, sorry. I keep losing you because my sister's trying to call me. I'm just like, I'm potting. Relax. <laughs> yeah, like, cool it. It can wait. I will say The Incredibles is maybe the coolest looking movie out of all of these, but... Uh, I love uh, it. I wish a real-life movie looked as good as The Incredibles did. We, we both saw Transcendence in theaters, Charles. Anyway, oh. so my team oh. is Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Monsters Incorporated, Inside Out, Cars, hell yeah. Up, A Bug's Life, Cars 3, and then Brave, Onward, and The Good Dinosaur. The good, di- the well dinosaur. He's doing good. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> the, 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 he's doing all right, dinosaur. <laughs> so uh, that's, that was fun. I, uh, I don't think one team is better than the other. I think we both have two pretty solid teams. Yeah, I think so. I feel like 
that's just indicative of the fact that um, Pixar generally comes to the table with something that's at least a fun, like diversion, you know? Yeah. Uh, I also would like to say that we're at now yep. almost an hour and 24 yep. minutes. We are officially like at the length of, of a early Pixar movie. We've there done the full bugs life here. Hell yeah. And uh, to, to, finish, to wrap this up real quick, we got 2004 Oscars next week. Hell yeah. I can't wait. Got Seabiscuit on DVD. Can't wait for oh, that. Yeah. Some Toby. I knew that you were going to say. I knew you were going to make sure you highlighted Toby. <laughs> I got to shout out my boy Toby McGuire any chance I can get. Well, well that, was, that was fun. That was a good time. I, I had a good time talking with you about these movies. I um, now will probably go and watch the last two that I haven't seen, but this was a lot of fun. Good job. Good job. Good, good work. Uh, I might go and just, you know, watch Cars 2 for the next 24 hours. Yeah, you know, I mean, Cars 2, Italian job, back-to-back double feature. Can't beat it. <laughs> you probably could. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. All right. Goodbye, everybody.